Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Evansville Baptist Church. It's so good to have you with us this morning. Uh, what a beautiful, beautiful Sunday that it is. And uh, I apologize if I shake your hand and I've got paint on my hands. I've been uh, painting all weekend on our new house. Praise the Lord. We closed on it on Wednesday and I've been painting uh, Wednesday, Friday, or Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday all day. So uh, your pastor might just have a little bit of paint on him. So I apologize for that. But we're gonna get started. Yes, yes, brother. Oh man, I got brother. I got brother Ray. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, let's get started. Let's get our hymn books out, shall we? We'll turn to hymn number 505. Hymn number 505, you can't sing this song without standing up. Love lifted me. Let's stand together as we sing all three verses of hymn number 505. Love lifted me. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. Very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the seas heard my despairing cry. From the waters lifted me, now safe am I. Love lifted me, love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me, love lifted me, love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. Now on that second verse, we can have a little bit of fun with this song. If you're able to, when love lifted me, just lift up just a little bit, just a little bit. If you got to push up on the pew, that's fine. You know, love lifted me, okay? Let's try it on the chorus. Let's do love lifted me, okay? On that second verse, sing it out this morning. All my heart to him I give, ever to him I'll cling. In his blessed presence live, ever his praises sing. Love so mighty and so true Merits my soul's best songs Faithful loving service to To him belongs Love lifted me Love lifted me When nothing else could help Love lifted me Love lifted me Love lifted me, Love lifted me. When nothing Last verse, sing it out. Souls in danger, look above. Jesus completely saves. He will lift you by his love out of the angry waves. He's the master of the sea. Bellows his will obey. He, your Savior, wants to be. Be saved today. Love lifted me. say this 
I used to have a song leader. I used to go to youth conference, and we used to sing that song every year at youth conference, but we had this one song leader who always wanted to mess with us, and he'd always really hold out that last lifted. Love lifted, and he'd make us stand on our tiptoes for like 10 seconds until he finally went down to me and Oh, man, we definitely got some strong calves from that youth conference. Amen. Well, let's begin our service with a word of prayer. Uh, Brother Jesse, would you please open our service in a word of prayer? Good morning, Lord. Amen. You may be seated again. Thank you all for being here this morning. What a wonderful morning it is. I'm so glad uh, that we have the church doors open this morning. We're able to meet together. Uh, we're able to sing songs. Man, uh, a song like Love Lifted Me just gets me kind of excited about being in church. Amen. Uh, listening and talking about uh, being deep in sin, sinking deep in sin, uh, and then Jesus reaching down his hand and picking us up out of that sin uh, just makes you want to kind of shout for him, doesn't it? Amen. Uh, well, so good to be with you this morning. Got a few announcements for you in your bulletin. If you'll open it up on the right-hand side of your bulletin, I do have a few announcements. I do have one announcement that's not in your bulletin. Uh, it slid down behind my uh, uh, hymn book here, but... Let's see, the address, if, you're, if you were wanting to send a card or send flowers to Mrs. Jerry Loomis uh, uh, with the passing of her husband, Mark, uh, over the past week, uh, and I would encourage you to send her something, send her a letter, uh, just to tell her that we're praying for her, but uh, the address for her is on the uh, bulletin board in the back there. If you'd like to send her something, uh, that, that uh, address is on the back there. Uh, even just a little card, just letting her know that her church, uh, her church family, I, I can still consider us her church family. Her uh, uh, her father-in-law was the pastor here for 35 years, and uh, I think we can uh, consider her honorary church family. Amen. Uh, so if we could support her during this time and just kind of show her that we love her, uh, that address is on the back. I did get to speak to her on Wednesday, and uh, we just spoke for a little bit, maybe 15 or 20 minutes, and uh, I was over at the storage unit grabbing a couple of things for the house, and um, uh, but we just talked for a little bit. She's not she's not doing well. She's just she's having a hard time with it. Of course, that's her life. Uh, it's her soulmate. It's her her life partner. And that's so difficult when uh, when when you're uh, somebody that you're that close to that you spend every day with for the last uh, many many years uh, passes on. It's such a difficult thing. So keep keep her in your prayers, please. Uh, and uh, as well, that is her address. So. Um, if you'd like to get a hold of her or send her a letter, just to let her know that you love her, that you're praying for her, I think that'd be a good thing. Um, 
I'd like to remind everybody of our midweek service. We do have that uh, every Wednesday at 6 o'clock p.m. Uh, that is a wonderful, wonderful time. Last week, uh, we spoke on forgiveness and anger. Uh, and how we're to watch the words that we say, and how uh, if we're holding uh, some resentment or some unforgiveness or some bitterness that impedes our relationship with God. And uh, that's what we spoke about. We're speaking through the uh, Sermon on the Mount, a wonderful series that we're going through. I have learned uh, a lot through it, and I've really enjoyed it. I hope all those who have been there uh, have enjoyed it as well. But uh, that is every Wednesday uh, at 6 o'clock p.m. That is the 26th. Uh, so that's the 26th. So uh, if you're able to be there, that's a wonderful, wonderful time. Uh, and then the ladies, that's the next day, uh, Thursday, July 27th, will be our regular ladies meeting. Uh, and I believe it's the start of a new um, series, correct? A, a new study. Yes, we're going to be studying the book of Psalms. Psalms. Oh, what a wonderful book. What a wonderful book. And I'll, I'll say this, there's probably about 20 or 25 chapters or so that are a little bit doomy and gloomy. Well, once you get through them, there's a lot to learn from them, but uh, there's, uh, there's some great truths in the book of Psalms. So ladies, if you're able to be there for that, I would highly encourage you to join for that. If you're able to, if you have the time to come, that's at noon every Thursday, and it's at normally not probably not more than an hour about one hour, and then uh, probably about five or six hours after that of the gossip in the, in the back. But no, I'm kidding. I'm just, I'm joking there. Uh, I'll pay for that one later. Mrs. Harris will get me for that. But, uh, <laughs> oh, Pastor Harris, I'm, I'm, like the, I'm like Peter, aren't I? I just open my mouth and insert my foot every time I open it. Uh, well, anyhow, ladies, it's a wonderful time to get together as ladies and to just, you know, have a good time together studying God's Word. And I think that's something that uh, ladies should do. I think ladies should have a good understanding of the Bible, should have a good prayer life, should have a good relationship with God. I don't think that's just for the men. It's not just for the men to have a good relationship with God. I think ladies should have that as well. Uh, there's so many ladies in the Bible that, that God used. Now, in some cases, like with Deborah, it was because a man wouldn't stand up. But um, for the most part, God used men. But men, God used a lot of really, uh, uh, really prominent uh, lady figures. I mean, Sarah. Uh, he, he allowed her to have a child when she was very old, and uh, she became a, uh, a great uh, leader of, 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 or the great bearer of, of the nations. And, and what a wonderful thing. Uh, I think ladies should be uh, very studious about studying their Bibles and about praying and having a good relationship with God. But anyhow, every Thursday at noon, I, I'd highly encourage you to be there for that. And then I would encourage you to be here for Sunday school as well. I know I'm just going over all the services that we have, but I'd highly encourage you to be here for Sunday school. Uh, this morning we talked about our prayer life. And, man, that's something that I think each and every one of us can have a stronger uh, prayer life. I don't think anybody's made it yet with their prayer life. I talked about a few gentlemen uh, in our church that seemed like, uh, man, it was just like God was right next to them when they were praying. And, uh, you know, they had a great prayer life. And I don't even think they would consider their prayer life to have made it yet. And that's how we should be. We should always be trying to uh, grow our relationship with God and have a greater prayer life. Uh, but we talked about that uh, this morning. Uh, the past few weeks, we've been talking about kind of the foundations of our faith. Uh, what kind of is the, lay, the underlayment of our faith and uh, what builds our faith. So that's a wonderful time. That's, and again, that's every Sunday morning at 930. And... Uh, Natasha's just she's she's teething. That's 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 the deal. So she's just she's not having a she's not having a good morning. That's all. But uh, she's you can tell she's chomping on her fingers and trying to chomp on a knife. Trying to she's got two teeth up in the top row that are cutting and that's just she's not gonna have fun with that. We might we might just be singing the next couple songs a cappella, but that's okay. 
Um, and then we also have, and I'm super excited about this. I hope you're excited as well. This coming Saturday, the 29th, is our very first Super Saturday Soul Winning. I would highly encourage you, if you're able to come, please, please, please be there for that. And uh, over the next coming weeks, I don't know if we're going to be able to, to, to get organized for this week, but we have churches in the area who have uh, a good, solid, Bible-believing churches. I know you, you all know Brother Scott Coggins, right? Uh, he's got a, a they've, uh, he's a, an assistant pastor, I believe, over at a wonderful church. Uh, I don't remember where it's at, but it's here in Ohio. But they have said that they have a youth group that they will bring to help canvas our area, just to let people know that we're still here. I know we've been around for a very long time, and sometimes people forget that we're here. Uh, so that's going to be, I, I don't think we're going to be able to get it for this month, but next month we're going to get them out there for that. And uh, But I would encourage you, please be here uh, at 10 a.m. We're going to have our coffee and donuts to get everybody ready and excited and uh, energized. And uh, I said this last week, but uh, we're going to get everybody all hopped up on sugar and caffeine, and then they're going to crash about two hours later. So a whole Saturday shot at that point. But uh, no, we're going to come out here to the church, and at 10 o'clock we're going to meet. Everybody that's, everybody that's able to come, I'd encourage you to come. And then we're going to go out, and we're going we're gonna to get, uh, get to know our neighbors. We're going to give them a, a flyer or uh, give them a gospel tract or even just knock on their doors and just talk to them for a little bit. Tell them that we're here. Uh, show them the love that this church has. Uh, it's, it's hard because our church, we have such great love. You, you can tell just by coming into the church. There's a great love, but all of our neighbors around here, we can, they're not all going to just come into our church to see the love. we got to go out there and show them the love. So uh, we're going to do that this coming Saturday. 10 a.m. we'll have coffee and donuts. By 10.30, I plan to be out there in the community. Uh, we'll give a, give a couple of streets out. We'll try to get a couple of streets done. Uh, Mrs. Harris and I have almost made it down this street here uh, to the stop sign. We're getting close, and uh, we're just nailing away at it little bit by little bit. We got to meet a couple of uh, wonderful people while we were out. Uh, but uh, I would appreciate it, and I would really greatly encourage Anybody who's able to come, even if you just come out to pray for those who go and knock on doors, I would encourage you to be here this Saturday at 10 o'clock. Uh, we're going to have uh, coffee and donuts, and I don't know what's the best donut place around here. I'm not really sure. I, I just get Dunkin' Donuts, and, and those are pretty well okay. But um, that's what was that? Oh, are they? I don't know. They're not. Uh, I don't know. They, there used to be some pretty expensive donuts back in, in Indiana that we used to get. But what was that? Oh, there you go. Okay, Johnny. I'll, I'll take a look around. But anyhow, that's Saturday morning, 10 a.m. I would encourage you greatly. Please, please be here uh, for that. And I believe that's all the announcements that I have for today. Am I missing anything? I don't believe I am. Okay, well, let's get our hymn books back out. We'll turn to hymn number 45. Hymn number 45, Surely Goodness and Mercy. Hymn number 45. And I'm going to try and sing this one without the piano. If I started a little bit too low or a little bit too high, I apologize. But we're going to sing all three verses of hymn number 45. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. And we'll start it off on, on the first verse. A pilgrim was I and a wandering. Uh, on the first, a pilgrim was I and a wandering. In the cold night of sin I did roam. When Jesus the kind shepherd found me. And now I am on my way home. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days, all the days of my life. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days, all the days of my life.
I almost got that. I almost got it, but I didn't quite. And we'll, we'll go down and we'll sing, and I'll dwell in the house, Lord. We'll sing that on the last verse. So we, we're not going to try and sing that every time because I'm just not going to be able to get it. I'm sorry. We'll sing on that second verse. Let's, let's see if we can get it on that second verse. He restoreth my soul when I'm weary. He giveth me strength day by day. He leads me beside the still waters. He guards me each step of the way. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days, all the days of my life. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days, all the days of my life. On that last verse, when I walk through the dark, lonesome valley, my Savior will walk me with me there. And safely his great hand will lead me to the mansions he's gone to prepare. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days, all the days of my life. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days, all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and i shall feast at the table spread for me surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days all the days of my life we made it i don't know about that last part there but it's a good song i do love that song surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know what I might as well do next time? I might as well just read the words for you, and that'll be better than Pastor trying to read the music and sing and lead it all at the same time. My goodness. Well, let's sing the next one, and I don't know how this one's going to go, but we're going to sing it anyhow. Amen? We're going to sing, I Have Christ in My Heart. That's the song of the month, and uh, I can do this one. That's okay, but um, we'll see if we can hit that last note. Has everybody been practicing at home? Everybody been practicing, right? No? Nobody did their homework last week? Wow, wow. Well, they did the Sunday school homework, so praise the Lord for that. But we're going to sing our song of the month, What the Worlds May Come, with marching feet and beat of the drum, for I have Christ in my heart. Let's sing it out together this morning, one time through. What the wars may come with marching feet and beat of the drum, for I have Christ in my heart. What though nations rage as we approach the end of the age, for I have Christ in my heart. God is still on the throne, almighty God is he, and he cares for his own throughout eternity. So let come what may, whatever it is, I only say that I have Christ in my heart. I have Christ in my heart. Amen. I didn't even try the last note on that one. We can go down if you want to. But what a wonderful song that is. What the, uh, no matter what this world does, no matter what wars happen in this world, no matter what happens in the Middle East, no matter what happens in the U.S. on our homeland, no matter what happens in Canada, no matter what happens in Asia, no matter what happens in Africa, 
It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what anybody says, no matter what politicians say. It doesn't matter what some pastor uh, over at some uh, uh, contemporary evangelical church says. I have Christ in my heart. Nothing can take that away. Nothing can change that. I'm going to heaven someday, amen. And there's nothing that can change that. Nothing can take that away. Nothing can, uh, can, uh, can deter me from my eternal future, amen. And, and that's what that song means. No matter what this world does, I have Christ in my heart. Amen. Well, at this time, we're going to have our offering. I'm going to please ask our ushers to please come forward at this time. If we could have a couple of gentlemen come forward for that, please. And this is a time, again, where we get to uh, come before the Lord and give Him, give back to Him what He has given to us. And uh, just a wonderful time of worship uh, to our Lord. And uh, thank, I'm thankful that we have this time that we get to give back uh, to him. I'm going to ask Brother Billy if you would please ask the blessing on the offering. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for having one of those that have come to church. Pray for this offering we're going to receive. Bless the pastor for a good message. Use praise. Amen. Amen. And while they are uh, out passing the plates, welcome each other to the service and welcome each other uh, to being at church this morning. Welcome, welcome. They're uh, out getting that taken care of. Let's get our Bibles out. We're going to have our scripture reading. We're going to have our scripture reading at this time. Let's stand together as we do for the reading of God's Word. We're going to be in Luke chapter number 13 this morning for our scripture reading. Luke chapter 13, beginning in verse number 22. And I'll begin reading on verse number 22. And if you would please read responsively with me, that means I'll read verse number 22. You'll read verse number 24. Or, or I'll be, re, you'll read verse number 23. I'll read verse number 24. And so on and so forth, all the way down uh, until verse number 35. We'll read all the way down. We have a little bit of a lengthy uh, passage to read this morning. But if you'll uh, read there responsively with me, starting in verse, I'll start in verse number 22. And again, you'll start in, you'll read in verse number 23, and we'll go all the way down through verse number 35. Luke chapter 13, verses 22 through 35. And he went through the cities and villages, teaching and journeying towards Jerusalem. Then said one unto him, Lord, are there few that be saved? And he said unto them, Strive to enter in at the straight gate. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able when once the master of the house is risen up, who hath shut the door, and ye begin to stand without, and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us, and he shall answer and say unto you, I know not whence ye are. Then shall ye begin to say, We have eaten and drunk in thy presence, and thou hast taught in our streets. But he shall say, I tell you, I know you not whence ye are. Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth 
when ye shall see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, and you yourself thrust out. And they shall come from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south and shall sit down in the kingdom of God. And behold, there are last which shall be first. The same day, verse 31, the same day there came certain of the Pharisees, saying unto him, Get thee out, and depart thence, for Herod will kill thee. And he said unto them, Go ye, and tell that fox, Behold, I cast out devils, and I do cures today and tomorrow, and the third day I shall be perfected. Nevertheless, I must walk today and tomorrow and the day following, for it cannot be that a prophet perish out of Jerusalem. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, which killest the prophets, and stonest them that are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thy children together, <clears throat> as a hen doth gather her brood under her wings, and ye would not. And altogether on verse number 35, Behold, your house is left unto you desolate, and verily I say unto you, ye shall not see me until the time when ye shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Let's get our hymn books back out together this, this morning. We'll turn to hymn number 56, Day by Day. Hymn number 5, 6, Day by Day. We'll sing this together. Hymn number 5, 6, Day by Day. We'll sing the first, the second, and the last of hymn number 5, 6, Day by Day. This one's a little bit more well-known. I can get the, I, We can sing this one a cappella a little bit better. Hymn number 56, day by day. We'll sing all three verses of hymn number 5-6. Day by day, and with each passing moment, strength I find to meet my trials here. Trusting in my Father's wise bestowment, I've no cause for worry or for fear. His heart is kind beyond all measure, gives unto each day what he deems best. Lovingly, it's part of pain and pleasure, mingling toil with peace and rest. On that second verse, every day the Lord himself is near me with a special mercy for each hour. All my cares he fain would hear and cheer me, he whose name is Counselor and Power. The protection of his child and treasure is a charge that on himself he laid. As your days, your strength shall be in measure. This the pledge to me he made. On that last verse, sing it out. Help me then in every tribulation, so to trust your promises, O Lord, that I lose not faith's sweet consolation, offered me within your holy word. Help me, Lord, when toil and trouble meeting, 
e'er to take as from a father's hand. One by one the days, the moments fleeting, till I reach the promised land. Amen. What a wonderful song. It almost sounded better a cappella, didn't it? Oh, that was a wonderful song. I do love to sing. Uh, there's a few songs that I just really enjoy singing a cappella, and that is one of them. Uh, but at this time, we'll have some special music, and um, I don't think the chorus is not ready for today, is it? That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Well, I had to, that's what I was doing during uh, handshaking time as I was flipping through finding a song that I could uh, sing for us this morning. I feel like we've been uh, singing a lot about God's love today, and uh, I do love that, and I'm going to sing again about God's love, how deep the Father's love for us, and I do love, I do love this song, and I pray it's a blessing to you. How deep the Father's love for us, how vast beyond all measure, that He would give His only Son to make a wretch His treasure. How great the pain of searing loss, the Father turned his face away As wounds which mar the Chosen One Bring many sons to glory Behold the man upon the cross My sin upon his shoulders Ashamed, I hear my mocking voice Call out among the scoffers It was my sin that held him there Until it was accomplished His dying breath has brought me life I know that it is finished. I will not boast in anything, no gifts, no power, no wisdom, but I will boast in Jesus Christ, His death and resurrection. Why should I gain from his reward? I cannot give an answer, but this I know with all my heart. His wounds have paid my ransom. How deep the Father's love for us. How vast beyond all measure that He would give His only Son 
to make a wretch his treasure. Oh, what great love our Father has for us. Amen. What great great and wonderful love. Well, we're going to be in the book of Luke again, book of Luke. I think we've been in the book of Luke for almost the past uh, three or four weeks at this point, uh, but I have truly enjoyed studying through the book of Luke, and I think it's been uh, a good study for me. I've really truly enjoyed it, but we're going to be in the book of Luke chapter number 13, the book of Luke chapter number 13, uh, verse number 22 is where we'll begin there. <clears throat> We just read it, read it together in our uh, Bible reading together, but uh, I'll read it again for you to keep it fresh on your minds. And um, Luke chapter 13 and verse number uh, 22 here. Luke chapter 13, verse number 22. says here, And he went through the cities and villages, teaching and journeying toward Jerusalem. Then one said unto him, Lord, are there few that be saved? And he said unto them, Strive to enter in at the straight gate. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able. When once the master of the house is risen up and hath shut to the door, and ye begin to stand without and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us. And he shall answer and say unto you, I know not whence ye are. Then shall ye begin to say, We have eaten and drunk in thy presence, and thou hast taught in our streets. But he shall say, I tell you, I know not whence ye are. Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity. There shall be weeping, <coughs> there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth, when ye shall see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, and you yourselves thrust out. And they shall come from the east and from the west and from the south, or from the, and from the north, and from the south, and shall sit down in the kingdom of God. And behold, there are last which shall be first. The same day there came certain of the Pharisees, saying unto him, Get thee out, and depart hence, for Herod will kill thee. And he said unto them, Go ye, and tell that fox, Behold, I cast out devils, and I do cures today and tomorrow, and the third day I shall be perfected. Nevertheless, I must walk today and tomorrow, and the day following, for it cannot be that a prophet perish out of Jerusalem. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, which killest the prophets, and stonest them that are sent unto thee. How often would I have gathered thy children together, as a hen doth gather her brood under her wings, and ye would not. Behold, your house is left unto you desolate, and verily I say unto you, ye shall not see me, until the time when ye shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Now hold your spot there in Luke chapter 13 and flip over to Luke chapter 14 in verse number 12. Luke chapter 14 in verse number 12. It says here, Then said he also to him that bade him, When thou makest a dinner or a supper, call not thy friends nor thy brethren, neither thy kinsmen nor thy rich neighbors, lest, <clears throat> lest also thy bid thee again, and a recompense be made thee. But when thou makest a feast, call the poor, the maimed, the lame, the blind, and thou shalt be blessed, for they cannot recompense thee, for thou shalt be recompensed as the, at the resurrection of the just. And one of them that sat at meat with him heard these things, and said unto him, Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper, and bade many, and sent his servant at supper time, 
to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor, and the maimed, and the halt, and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done that thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say unto you, that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. There are those in the world today that will reject God. There are those today in our world that preach the kingdom of God, but will never see the kingdom of God because of their rejection of the true word of God. The rejection of the rejectors will be a sad day for any man, woman, or child that rejects our Savior. I'd like to speak to you for just a few moments this morning on the subject of the rejection of the rejectors. The rejection of the rejectors. Let's pray and we'll get into it this morning. Heavenly Father, God, Lord, we thank you for your word. Thank you for what you've given to me. Thank you for, uh, Lord, your great, uh, the great sacrifice that your son made when he sacrificed himself and died on that cross for our sins. Lord, thank you for your salvation that comes to us. Lord, by no works that we have ever done, Lord, but, that, uh, but your words, uh, but Lord, and, and your grace that, is, that it is that saves us, Lord. I pray, Lord, that as I preach this morning, Lord, that you would just take over this service completely, that my words would not be heard, Lord, but that your words would reign supreme and preeminent over this service. Lord, that, that something might happen, Lord, that uh, you might touch a heart, that you might uh, change a life or, or, or something, Lord. I pray that you'd work this morning. Lord, bless this message. In your name I pray. Amen. That subject of the rejection of the rejectors is, uh, is not always a fun subject. And we're going to go through some things today that uh, I believe might be a help to us, might uh, uh, weed out a little bit of uh, uh, something in this world today that we don't always pay attention to or look at. And I'd like to look at it this morning. I'd like to go into it and see it. Uh, but there will be a final rejection for those who reject Christ. And I want to say, if I might say that this morning... That should compel us more than anything to go out and reach as many as we can. Knowing that there is going to be a final time for that person to reject Christ, we, uh, we should be desirous more than ever to go out and reach that person that they will not be so that they will not be rejected uh, at, the great, uh, at that great judgment day. The first thing I want to look at about the rejection is that it will be at an unknown time. Nobody knows when the rejection will come. In 2 Peter 3 verse 10 it says this, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements with a fervent heat. The earth also and all the works that are therein shall be burned up. We will not know 
when Christ comes back. Nobody on this earth knows when Christ will come back. Doesn't that make you want to go tell somebody about him? Doesn't that make you want to go and find that lost soul that's rejected Christ so many times, that's rejected God so many times, and just uh, give him the gospel and say, there's going to be a final rejection. I don't want you to be rejected. Uh, that, that day is going to come. Nobody knows when it's coming. Doesn't that make you just want to give him the gospel? People think they have time to wait to get saved or start living for God. Our life is but a moment. It speaks of that in James, where our life is but a vapor, here today and gone tomorrow. Nobody knows how long they have on this earth. We've only got so long, yet there's still people out there today that will say, well, I've got time. I've got a life that I want to live. I've got a certain way that I want to live my life. I've got a certain thing I want to do with my life, and I'm going to live that way no matter what, no matter what I know is to be true. There's people today that have grown up in church, that have grown up in Sunday school, that have grown up knowing that Jesus... uh, gives a free gift of salvation, yet they reject it because they want to live their own life. They want to live their own way. And I'm going to tell you, there's a final rejection. I don't want anybody to ever have to face that final rejection. There's so many that will reject God their whole lives and will come to the end of their lives and they'll see Jesus face to face and they'll say, Lord, I knew you were true. Lord, I know you were, you were real. Lord, I, knew, I read your word. But Jesus will say, depart from me, I never knew you. Because they never believed. They never accepted it. There will be a final rejection. They think they can live their party lifestyle as long as they want without any, without any fear of repercussions. That's what our world is in a state of today. I'd say 90% of our world today is living in a party, mental, in a party mentality where it's saying, ah, I'm just going to go to the party now and deal with the after effects tomorrow. It's what our world lives in. I'm not saying that everybody in this world is going to parties, but it's a party mentality. It's, I'm going to have fun today, and tomorrow I'll suffer the consequences. Well, I'd like to tell you is that there's a final consequence for living a lifestyle like that. I hope today, if you're hearing this, you'll want to tell somebody else about it. I'm not saying that we've got to go and shove it down their throats and beat down their door, but I say there should be a sense of urgency when we give somebody the gospel. Those who live this way, this party lifestyle, this, uh, this, here, this uh, uh, YOLO lifestyle where they're going to do whatever they want, no matter what, no matter what anybody else says, no matter what else, uh, whatever the Bible says, no matter what their parents tell them, no matter what uh, their friends tell them, no matter what their pastor tells them, uh, and uh, there's going to be a final judgment day for them, and they'll have a rude awakening when that trumpet sounds. Number one, the rejection will be at an unknown time. Number two, the rejection will be sorrowful. As you, as you, uh, I hope you're still in uh, Luke chapter 13 there. Hopefully you kept your place. Luke chapter 13, verse number 28. If you've got your Bibles open, uh, let's look at it together. I read this verse yesterday. Uh, I know I've been studying it for a few weeks, but I read this verse yesterday and it kind of hit me a little bit different. And what sorrow filled my soul when I read this verse. Luke 13, 28 says, There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth when ye shall see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God and you yourself thrust out. That should fill your heart with some sorrow. 
Knowing that there's those today that know about the prophets, that know about the Bible, that know about God's word, that know about the gift of God, but they're going to get uh, up there one day to the judgment and they're going to see Abraham, they're going to see Isaac, they're going to see Joseph, but they themselves are going to be thrust out of the kingdom. They're not going to be able to live up there because they did not accept Jesus as their Savior. That day of rejection will come with great weeping and great sorrow. There will be many that will cry out that they lived for God and served Him, but they will be cast out. They, they say they live for God, but they've never accepted Him. There are so many in this world today that preach their version of the kingdom. They preach their version of the gospel that matches up with the political correctness of the world that we live in, but ultimately preaching that gospel will end in a rejection because of their own rejection of the gospel. I find it so sad today to see thousands and thousands of people show up to Lakewood Church where Joel Osteen's going to feed them a bunch of garbage. I find it so sorrowful uh, that, that people are going to show up at Hillsong Church this morning and listen to Stephen Furtick preach, and all they're going to get is just a bunch of garbage. It's sad. Because they're going to come to the end of their life, and they're going to say, Lord, I, I lived for you. I went to church. I followed this man who said, who said this is what the gospel was, and they're going to come to the end of their life, and ultimately they're going to be cast out. I find it so sad because these men have rejected the true word of God. This world has rejected the true word of God. This world has rejected the family model that God has set up. They've rejected the creation account that we find in Genesis. They've rejected the gender rules that God put in place from the dawn of creation. They've rejected the God of the Bible as a whole, yet they preach their so-called Bible and think they deserve a place in heaven. But I'm sorry to say that they're going to get to the end of their life and they will be rejected. Because in my Bible, it says that salvation by grace through faith is the only way to heaven. Plus nothing, minus nothing. In Matthew 7, verses 21 through 23, I'll read them quickly for you here this morning. It says here, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? In thy name have cast out devils? In thy name have done many wonderful works? And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. What a sad day that will be when those who have given their lives to this false gospel will stand face to face with Jesus. They will say that they did all these things in the name of the Lord, but God will ultimately say that He never knew them. I hope that's not the case in your life this morning. I know uh, everybody here today has been long uh, attendees of church. You've gone to church for many years. You've served God for many years. But I'd like to tell you, if you've never accepted Christ as your Savior, it doesn't matter how many days in a row you've gone to church. It doesn't matter how many kids you've brought in on the bus route. 
It doesn't matter how many people you've passed out gospel tracts to. If you've not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, then I'm sorry to say that there's be a final rejection. There'll be a final rejection. There's going to be a few that, there's going to be many that get to the gates of glory. And God's going to look at them and say, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. I think of people like Kenneth Copeland. He's going to get to heaven and he's going to say, Lord, Lord, I prophesied in your name. I spoke in tongues in your name. I cast out demons in your name. I did all these works in your name. And he says, Kenneth Copeland, I never knew you. The Lord will look down and he'll see a Joel Osteen coming up and he'll say, I'm sorry, I never knew you. He'll say, but, but, but I wrote books for you. I, I, I made uh, millions of dollars and I have this wonderful, huge church where thousands and tens of thousands come to my church and, and I prophesied in your name and I did all this. And he'll say, I'm sorry, I never knew you. I never knew you. I think of these younger preachers that have been deceived, men like Stephen Furtick and Mike Todd, that have their own version of the gospel that they preach, that they uh, consider their woke gospel that uh, lines up with all of the uh, uh, political correctness of our day. They're going to get up to heaven and say, but I was accepting of these people. I loved these people. And I did it all in your name. And God will look at them and say, I never knew you. I never knew you. All who ever took from or added to the wonderful blood of Jesus Christ alone that saves from sin, Jesus or God will look down and say, I never knew you. I never knew you. Lastly, number three, the rejection will be final. There'll be no going back on that rejection. The rejection will be final. In Luke chapter 13, verse number 25, if you're still there, it says there, once, When once the master of the house is risen up and has shut the door, and you begin to stand without and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us, and he shall answer and say unto you, I know you not whence ye are. Then shall ye begin to say, We have eaten and drunk in thy presence, and thou hast taught in our streets. But he shall say, I tell you, I know not whence ye are. Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity. There will be a final rejection. It will be a sad day. It will be an unknown day. But it will be final. Those... Those, those people who have been told of the blood of Christ, but slammed the door in the face of the one who told them there will be a final rejection. The ones who have heard the gospel but want to live in sin for just a little while longer, there will be a final rejection. The ones who have been told the, of the gift of salvation but have better things to do, there will be a final rejection. 
there will be a final rejection for those who reject Jesus, and that rejection will be final. I don't know about you, but hearing these things, reading these verses, makes me more than ever want to go out and reach people. There should be a fire lit under you to give somebody a gospel tract. There should be a tear in your eye when you think of hell and what they will have to suffer. There should be an urgency in your step on Saturdays when we go out and knock on doors. There should be a sense of urgency when you begin uh, to read the gospel with somebody and begin to explain to them what the blood of Jesus is and what the body of Christ means and what it represents and what salvation is and how it should affect your life and how it should change your life. There should be a sense of urgency. Yet so many churches today have no soul winning program. Have no outreach program. So many churches today, uh, they have these four walls and they think that the gospel cannot uh, extend from these four walls. So many churches today have no desire to reach those who have rejected the gospel or do not know the gospel. That's why it's so important that we support missionaries. That's why it's so, it's so important that we send out people into these foreign fields because there's some that may never hear if we don't go tell them. I think it should be an urgent thing for our church to begin to reach people. I find it sad to think that there's going to be little children who because their parents have never taken them to church or because a church member never went and knocked on their door and invited them to church may never hear the gospel. Does that mean they won't be rejected when they get to heaven? No. We never reached them. We never, we never went and got them. There will still be a rejection. We should more than ever desire to reach people for Christ. Because we know what's in the book. Because we know that there's a final rejection, we should have a great desire to reach them. What a sad day that will be when those who profess to live for God will come to the rude awakening that salvation is by grace through faith. Those preachers who preach that you had to do some sort of good to get to heaven will face a final rejection. Those priests who said you had to give more money to the church and pray to the Pope, uh, they will face a final rejection. I pray that you will never have to face that final rejection. And I pray that each and every one of us would be studious and we'd be urgent about the call to reach those who may face the final rejection. This is the message to give your life to God today. Accept His gift of free salvation today. It's a free gift. It's a free gift. I don't understand why, why people believe that they have to add something to salvation I don't understand people who believe that they have to add something to the blood of Christ. Salvation by grace through faith. 
And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. What does it say next? Not of works, lest any man should boast. The Bible tells us plainly, it tells us specifically, there's nothing that you need to add to or take from or pull from or anything to get saved. It's simply the gift of God that you just simply need to ask for. Yet there's many today that will reject that gift of salvation. And they'll get to heaven one day. And God will look at them and say, I'm sorry, but I never knew you. I never knew you. I don't know about you, but I don't want to get to heaven and have God look at me and say, if you just knocked on one more door, if you just given out one more gospel tract, there would have been one that would not have rejected me. There'd be somebody here today because of that gospel tract that you handed out. I don't know about you, but it's not worth, uh, worth it to me to not give a gospel tract to the person who serves me at dinner. It's not worth it to me to not give a gospel tract to the person who hands me my food in the McDonald's line. It's not worth it to me uh, to save that extra couple seconds or to save those extra few words or to save the potential embarrassment of somebody saying no. To think that if I gave that person a gospel tract and they read it and they came to the knowledge of our Lord and Savior and accepted Christ as their Savior, it's not worth it to me to think that they might get to go to heaven one day if I give them this tract to not give it to them. It's not worth it to know that there's a final rejection. Don't wait for the final rejection to give your life to God. I know we normally... Uh, say this to young people, but start serving God now. If you haven't served God yet, serve God now. There is still time. If you're still breathing and living and talking and, uh, and you're still able to move your fingers and move your arms, you can still give out the gospel of God. There are those who will preach the gospel their whole lives and will get to heaven and God will say, I never knew you. The rejection of the rejectors will be a terrible day. I hope that there's nobody in this room that is rejecting Jesus. I hope that there's nobody in this room that has rejected uh, the saving grace of our Lord and Savior. On top of that, though, I hope that there's nobody today that is that doesn't care to give out the gospel, that doesn't care to hand somebody a gospel tract. I hope there's nobody in the room like that today. I hope there's nobody here like that. I hope we all desire to see people get saved. I hope we all desire uh, to see a group of kids come through that door that we can give a gospel tract to or open up the Bible to and show them about their sin and show them about the saving grace of Jesus. I hope there's nobody in this room today that doesn't want to see that. I hope there's not a single person in this room today that doesn't desire to see a young man come forward and kneel down at this altar and just weep. I've been to uh, revivals before where people thumb their nose because uh, as somebody who comes in off the street comes down and gives their life to God and is weeping because they've just been saved. 
and not just a, 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 a quiet weeping, a true weeping, because they've just come to the knowledge of our Lord and Savior. I hope nobody in this room would ever thumb their nose at that. I hope nobody in this room would ever be embarrassed by that. These altars are a place of forgiveness. These altars are a place to open up your heart and pour your heart out to God. I hope we as a church all desire to see people come down to this altar and give their life to Christ. I hope none of us uh, desire to keep the gospel in these four walls. We need to get the gospel out. If for no other reason other than, an, other than a knowledge that there will be a final rejection and that we should not want to see anybody face that rejection. The rejection of the rejectors. What a terrible day that will be. And I pray that each and every one of us works our hardest to make sure as little people see that day as possible. Let's pray. Heavenly Father God, Lord, I know I'm not all that I should be in this aspect, Lord. But I pray that you'd help me to give the gospel to as many as I can. I pray that you'd help me to be have a sense of emergency about getting the gospel to those who face that rejection. We need you, Lord. The altars are open. The piano won't play, but as these altars are open, you come. Maybe you need to come and just say, Lord, I'm sorry. I haven't given the gospel out to as many as I should. Lord, I'm sorry that I've been embarrassed to tell my family about you. Lord, I'm sorry that I've let the situations of my life get in between me and giving the gospel to somebody else. The altars are open. You come. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for this time that we've had this morning. Lord, I thank you for this message, Lord, and how it's, uh, Lord, affected my life and my desire to reach people. Lord, I pray that we do the same in hearts today, Lord. I pray that we would not leave this place today without a great desire to reach souls. I pray that if there's anybody here today who has rejected you, that has uh, not given their life to you, Lord, I pray they wouldn't leave this place without doing that. Lord, we love you. We need you. In your name I pray. Amen. Well, let's get our hymn books back out together. We'll turn to hymn number 66, To God Be the Glory. Hymn number 66. Let's turn there together. Hymn number 66, To God Be the Glory. 
Great things he hath done. Amen. Hymn number 66. We'll sing all three verses of hymn number 66. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. Great things he hath done. So loved he the world that he gave us his Son. Who yielded his life at atonement for sin, and opened the life gate that all may go in. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son, and give him the glory, great things he hath done. On that second verse, O perfect redemption, the purchase of blood, to every believer the promise of God. The vilest offender who truly believes that moment from Jesus a pardon receives. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son, and give him the glory, great things he hath done. Did we sing that last verse yet? No? Man, my brain's messed up. I'm sorry. Let's sing that last verse together. Oh, great things he hath taught us, great things he hath done, and great our rejoicing through Jesus the Son. But purer and higher and greater will be our wonder, our transport, when Jesus we see. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, Lord, let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son, and give him the glory, great things he hath done. Amen. What great things our Savior has done. Amen. And I apologize. I couldn't. I, my brain is all over the place. Like I said, I've been putting in, I don't think Mrs. Harris and I didn't go to bed last night till probably midnight or almost 1230. Painting and getting the house ready. So we've had a very uh, busy last couple of days. Uh, but I'll say this. We're not going to we're not going to close the service just yet. Uh, I've got something I'd like to uh, do first, and we've got a little bit of something different that we're going to do today. I'm pretty sure just about everybody knows, right? Okay, so just about everybody knows, except for Brother Ray. Uh, but today, uh, we will be, I know your birthday was what? Thursday, correct? And it was 86. I got it right. No, 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 no. It's the other way around, 68. You, you just, you turn your back, birthday backwards, and that's your age, right? So you're 68. That's how it goes. Uh, you don't want to do that when you're uh, 89, though. It's, uh, you don't want to turn it backwards at that point. <laughs> but anyhow, so Brother Ray celebrated his birthday 
on Thursday. And we would like to have a little bit of a birthday celebration for you today, brother. And so what we're going to do is we are waiting because I know uh, McDonald uh, Baptist is going to be closing at around noon or so. And they're going to come and uh, family is family's coming and uh, we've got some who else there's gonna be about there's gonna be some family coming anyhow so what we're gonna do we're gonna have a little ce celebration of your birthday uh, but that's gonna be at around one o'clock so what we're gonna do now is uh, we're gonna of course well first we'll sing happy birthday to brother Ray uh, but we are going to so I'll just tell you guys real quick that the way this day is gonna go we just finished our service now we're gonna have next we're gonna have uh, special songs we're gonna sing uh, a couple songs together we're gonna have some favorite songs and um, of course brother Ray will will sing some of your favorite songs and uh, we'll have a few uh, uh, if, if anybody wants to stand up and uh, read a scripture or if anybody wants to stand up and uh, just say something uh, that uh, somehow some way that brother Ray has uh, meant something to you uh, then this is that time for that uh, but I'd like to say happy birthday brother Ray uh, but also uh, we will be presenting uh, you with a little something uh, once everybody gets here uh, at around one o'clock just to thank you for all that you've done for for your years of service so um, but anyhow let's see so the way this is going to go is we had a morning service we're going to have a little intermission here uh, just until everybody starts uh, starts coming in which about 12 30 or so people start getting in and uh, we'll make our way downstairs and we'll have our little thing there we'll have a little fellowship together we've got food we've got uh, some things like that brother ray we've been planning this for how weeks weeks now we've been planning it for weeks so we've got things ready and uh, we're excited about this but i hope all of you are able to stay i hope you will stay and, and we'll celebrate that with us and then we will not be having an evening service but we will have a short afternoon service so because we're going to be all eating together and you know what i'm actually thinking about it we might as well just have it downstairs while everybody's downstairs instead of having everybody come all the way back upstairs we'll just have a, a, a nice little service down there uh, with everybody together and uh, we'll, we'll we'll present you with a little something there so Anyhow, so that's to close this service. And that being said, we're going to transition over into our, our uh, what's the word? What's that between the two movies? What's that supposed to be called? Intermission. intermission. This is the intermission time. So if you've got to use the restroom, go use the restroom. Uh, or if you've got to think of a favorite song, start thinking of it now because we're going to think of some. We'll have a little testimony time as well. But we'll start with a little happy birthday to uh, Brother Ray. Everybody ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. Amen. Yes, we'll clap for him. We'll clap for him. Uh, we used to say a few different, a few different ones, but we used to, I won't sing the one we used to sing. We used to sing uh, one to each other as kids. Now, I'm not going to sing this one to you, Brother Ray, but uh, there was one, something about a zoo and a monkey. Yeah, yeah, we won't we won't sing that one to Brother Ray, but uh, and then there's and then there's the one about the grave, but I don't want to sing that one. That one's we always sung that one to each other as kids to make to make fun of each other. But anyhow, let's sing some favorite songs. Let's, and, and this is just casual. I'm going to stop the recording because I don't want everybody to hear my 